is off topic on point and we are going down the rabbit hole of living with a narcissist and this is in direct <laughs> relation to oh god i don't even want to say her name johnny depp's ex bitch ball <laughs> that's all i can call it I don't want to give her press. I don't want to say her name. I don't want to give her press because that's exactly what she wants because she's that evil and that sadistic and that self-serving and self-centered and self-promoting. Got that out of the way. So what I'm seeing in the trial today, and I can't, I had to turn off. I couldn't even watch it anymore. Um, when you live with a narcissist, they pull like a bait and switch. It's They all do this. It's a bait and switch. They will take an event that actually happened. But the thing is, it happened to the victim. And they're the one that perpetrated it. But they will take, they don't think it's lying because they take that event and switch it around. Switch who the victim was and who the perpetrator was. And to them, that's not lying because the event is real. But they don't, I don't think they quite grasp the corner, or maybe they do, because I'm not a doctor. So it doesn't seem like they're lying because the events actually happened. But the problem is they're the one that they're the ones that perpetrated it, not the other person. But they are so good at lying and so good at spinning the facts and gaslighting that they actually get other people to believe the victim is the one that's perpetrating all these things. And it's almost like the victim doesn't stand a chance because they don't know that this person is going behind their back and telling all these people and creating this false narrative that they're not even aware of. And most of the time that false narrative is out there months, years before the actual victim has any clue as to what is happening. So when they go to defend themselves and they get upset because when your soul is hurt and your actual being is hurt because you're being accused of things that, that were actually done to you, you lash out, you, you not lash out, you get angry and you try to very strongly tell them, no, this isn't what happened. They did this to me. But they have been feeding this narrative that they're the victim for so long that nobody believes you. And the more that nobody believes you, the louder you want to scream your innocence. But it has the opposite effect. It ends up making you look like you're the crazy one. When you're not, you've been abused and abused for years. You've been a pawn in a game you didn't even know you were playing. And the thing about a narcissist and a severe one, a horrible one that destroys lives like that big piece of shit Amber Turd is that when they lie, they don't know when to stop. Like instead of just saying what actually happened, they will start inventing and like pushing in, sprinkling in details. Because I think for some reason, they think these details make the event that much worse or that much more believable. I'm not sure. But to me, when 
my ex did this to me. I, the, the more details he put in, I knew he was lying out of his ass because those details didn't exist in that time and space. But the only one that knows that is the victim. And it's, it's horrid. It's absolutely horrid what these people, it's insidious. It's a kind of evil that is so fucking calculated and so, so thought out and well-planned. It's almost like the, the victim is in, in a no-win situation because you scream out that you don't know what's going on. You're confused. What the fuck is going on and, and all that. And then, oh, see, see, they're crazy because they've already set the narrative, which you weren't aware of. So I don't know how to prove to someone that you're being gaslighted because it's so well done. It's, it's insidious. It's disgusting. And my fun is my, I, I insulated my world. Now there's very few people I let into my world. And my whole world is my dog and my son. I don't let anybody too close to me anymore because I don't, I don't trust myself not to pick somebody else that's going to do that to me. And I don't trust other people well enough that, that, that they didn't take what my ex says about me seriously. So it's just, you know, because sometimes your friends aren't your friends. They're your enemies, undercover enemies. And that's what it's sort of like, um, he had his little flying monkeys out there, his little believers, the little supporters out there, little flying fucking monkeys for the nasty ass evil witch, in his case, warlock, um, spreading rumors are there to back him up or back her up. And that would be, in this case, the Whitney, the Roxy, the, you know, Roxy's husband that doesn't know jack shit yet. He's interjecting shit that he shouldn't even be allowed to talk about. Because all he knows is what Rocky told him. And, of course, Rocky's going to tell him the narrative that she's been told. So, it's, it's to me, that would be hearsay. But, hey, what the fuck do I know? But the thing is... Those flying monkeys are victims also because anybody in the sphere, in the world of these, I just call them super narcissists is a victim because they will victimize anybody that can get their hands on anybody that they could sway with their personal narrative where they live in their own little head and their own little world. And the sad fact is now I, was not in, did not suffer any physical violence. But I'm guessing it works the same way. When there's an episode that happens or a, a an event that happens, they, they spin it. So it's very confusing because I would hear all this horrible stuff said to me the horrible torment, the punishment, the, the just disconnect. And then all of a sudden it, it, the, I said that and I did that. And you're like, what? 
you're confused because you know you were there. You were standing right there. You know that's not how it went down. But they have convinced themselves in their own little world, in their own little head, that's how it happened because it makes them look good. At all costs, they have to make themselves look good. But the thing is, what I'm believing is all those things that that piece of shit is saying on the stand, all that physical violence, that probably did happen. But the thing is, that happened to Johnny, not to her. Because that's what they do. They take an event and they just switch the people it happened to. Because that way they're not feeling like they're lying because the event actually did happen. But the more I hear her, the more I, I absolutely just my heart and soul goes out to that poor man because I know, I know all that physical violence that she's claiming was done to her was not all those hits. Every time she says hit, every time she says hair pull, every time she, just imagine that happening to Johnny. Cause that's what happened. That's how they get you. They take an event that happened and they just switch the victim and the perpetrator. So all that violence you're hearing about, all that domestic violence, all the physical violence, that wasn't happening to Amber. That was happening to Johnny. Because that's what these evil, insidious little fucktards do. That poor man. And and the thing is, he's a man. He knows. He's, he's from my generation. He knows you don't hit a woman. So he didn't hit her back. He just let her beat the fuck out of him and didn't do anything back. That's calling have character. That's a good human, decent human being. That's having character. That's having awareness of the situation. It makes me sick. It makes me sick that anybody would believe her. I could tell she's lying from a mile away. But the thing is, not everybody has experienced that kind of trauma in their life. So they don't know what's real and what's not and what to believe from her and whatnot. And they are so good at gaslighting, so good at making the narrative, make them look like the hero. It's almost like you don't stand a chance. And it's it's heartbreaking and soul crushing because you know that's not what happened. You know that's not what's real because you're in reality and they're in la-la land. And it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. And they, they know your weaknesses. And they're very good at studying people. They will find your weaknesses, your emotional, mental, and physical and verbal weaknesses. They love bomb you to death so you don't notice that they're finding all these things out. And once they got them... They will use them over and over and over again until you feel like you're going, until you lash out. Because it's it's like somebody, you know, like when you're a little kid, if you had, I didn't have brothers and sisters, but my, my neighbors did. So I watched this happen with them where the brother or sister would just keep poking and poking and poking your arm, poking your I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, but, you know, and, until you lash out and you, and you give them a good smack back and then you get your ass beat because you smacked it and it was them that was tormenting you for an hour <laughs> before. Yeah, that's what it is. They poke and poke and poke and poke until they get a reaction. And when they get a reaction, they're like, oh, oh, see, you're, you're over emotional. You're too emotional. You're over emotional. Oh, look, look, you're verbally abusing me. You're, you're out of control. But what you don't see is that the hours 
days, weeks of them poking the fuck out of you before you have that reaction. And human beings being human beings, you can only take so much before you explode. Before you're like, what in the ever-loving fuck are you doing? Why? Why are you doing this? I can't take this anymore. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, see, see, you're being aggressive. No, you're the one that's being aggressive. I am now reacting. But see, it's wonderful how they play that out and to the point where you end up looking like the nut job aggressor and then being, oh, the poor, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. Yeah, it's, that's not how it is. That's what gaslighting is, people. And read up on it. Learn it. Because this whole fucking trial is gaslighting. And those are not injuries on her. Those are not scars. Those are not injuries. That is total fucking ass bullshit. There's nothing wrong with her. Check the bruises and the scars on her. And l- let me tell you a little something. When your knuckles are bloody and ripped apart and bleeding... That means you were the one punching the fuck out of somebody. And notice how Johnny's knuckles were never bruised, never bloody, never bleeding, but hers were. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a little sick game they like to play. It's a bait and switch. Oh, look at me. I'm the poor, poor victim. And so, oh, I put my head in my hands and cried. Bitch, you can't even cry on the stand about shit that was happening to you. Yet we're supposed to believe you put your head in your hands and cried because somebody was being violent towards you. Yeah, I don't think so, sweetheart. That's not how it works. And it seemed to me like somebody gave her a little bit of an acting class before this child started back up. Because back up. she's getting a little better at it. I mean, not much because she's, she's always sucked. But she looks a little better. And I noticed that she's listening to every single episode of anybody on YouTube talking about her because now she's not staring at the jury anymore. Now she's looking at her lawyer. Every single thing that has been going on the whole week that they were off, that all the YouTube videos were about, they tried to back up. Couch, couch, couch was our safe word. Oh, suck it, sweetheart. We're not buying it. You're just fucking nuttier than a fruitcake. I'm sorry. I I could see you and what you are a mile away. And I don't know if anybody notices this, but look at her eyes. See, people that do this shit, have you ever seen somebody smile? Somebody laugh? And you could actually see the light in their eyes. You could actually see their eyes, the emotion projected from their eyes. There is no emotion ever projected from her eyes. She's got shark eyes. They're dead eyes. Why? Because they're pure fucking evil. They know they're doing this to people. They know they're doing it on purpose. They're very aware of what they're doing. They just don't give a shit. And I feel sorry for the sister. I feel sorry for Johnny. And that, that poor Whitney doesn't stand a chance because if you are a more submissive person, a more introvert, more submissive person, the narcissist will take advantage of you and turn you into their weapon. And that's what Whitney was done, done to Whitney and done to her friends. She turned them into weapons for her own dastardly deeds. That's what they do. And they'll continue to do it for the rest of their life. They don't care. It's like I said before, they're like empty fucking shells. They keep taking and taking and taking and taking and taking. And it doesn't fill them up because there's, there's, they don't realize they have to do the work themselves. You have to work on yourself to make yourself happy. 
other people and other people's fame and other people's money and jobs and all that, that's not going to make you happy. You make yourself happy from within, but they don't have enough from within them to do that. So they just take from other people thinking that's going to fill the void and, and make up for them being a lack of a decent human being, the black hole inside them. And it doesn't do it. And sometimes they get irate because the more they try to fill themselves up, the less it works, the angrier they get. They're just very angry, miserable human beings because they don't have what everybody else has. And that's a heart and a soul and goodness. And that pisses them off. So they think they'll take and they take and take and it doesn't work. It doesn't get them where they want to be. So the angrier they get, the more they take. But so you can't, with narcissists in any event, any life event, any relationship with them, they have to leave that relationship looking like the victim and looking like the hero because they don't want anybody ever to talk badly about them. It actually devastates them. If somebody says something bad about them or they're perceived in a bad way, it absolutely devastates them. It rocks them to their core. They can't handle it. I don't know if they grew up without dealing with conflict. Like they have no clue how to deal with conflict or disappointment. Or that, that lesson never took. But they can't deal with it at all. And the more they're bashed, the worse they will get. The worse lying will get. Because they need to combat that. They need to, to fix that hurt in them. And instead of fixing the hurt in them by, by not lying and by telling the truth and by being a good person, they, they can't comprehend that. So what they do is they just lie more. I'll lie more. I'll make up more details. I'll lie more. I'll, I'll deep dive deeper into this black well instead of coming out and saying, hey, this is all a lie. I'm a fucked up person. They won't ever do that. They will never, ever, ever admit that they're wrong ever. 21 years, I got two I'm sorry's and they weren't even genuine I'm sorry's. And the other thing is they love bomb. And how the, how you say like, well, why did Johnny stay for so long? Is because what they do, they love bomb depending it, how much they love bomb depends on how big the bad was that they did to you, how bad the event was, or they perceive how bad the event was to that to you. And if you're close to leaving, if you're close to saying, fuck this shit, I'm done, I'm out of here, I can't do this anymore, they will love bomb the fuck out of you. Now, a regular, like a, a little baddie, a little bad that they did to you, they'll love bomb you for maybe four, max six weeks, usually just three to four. And the worse the bad gets, the, the longer the love bombing is. So I'm guessing when she said there was that great period after um, Australia when she cut his finger off and yes, bitch, you know what you did. Um, she love bombed the hell of him because she knew that was a major ass fucking event. You removed a part of somebody's body. That was a big bad. She didn't register that it was a bad thing to do to somebody else. She registered the guilt. And the only reason she felt the guilt is because she felt him leaving. She felt the disconnect. She felt him saying, this is not healthy for me. I might need to get out of this situation. So when she feels like they're at their breaking point, 
is when and any narcissist, super narcissist, when they feel you're at your breaking point and, and you're about to cut the cord, they will love bomb the fuck out of you. So that whole, oh, it was a wonderful period because he was off drugs. No, it was a wonderful period because you were love bombing the fuck out of him because you did something wrong and you knew you needed to get back in his good graces. So that's why there was a good period after Australia. That's why you went back to Australia because you were love bombing the fuck out of him because you did something bad and you did something wrong. And I will tell you this, coming from somebody who had sexual violence perpetrated to them and no, it was not my ex that I'm talking about, not the narcissist, it was different people. Yes, multiple. Um, yeah, you do not walk back into the same building that somebody violated you at with no problems, no qualms, saying it was wonderful, it was fine. And the, 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 it, the walls look different. It was, you know, they put a new base out, so it was okay. Uh, uh, no, sweetheart. If you had that traumatic of, of an event where your feet were cut, your back was cut, your arms were cut, and you were violated with a bottle, you don't go back there, bitch. You say, we can go back to Australia, but we are getting a new fucking house. I don't want to go back to that house. That's what you say. You do not go back to the same place you were violated at. No domestic abuse victim would do that ever, ever. You're lying out your fucking ass. And the reason why these, you know, sexual acts weren't brought up at the last trial is because you made them up, you bitch. Because you knew you were losing. You were losing the popularity vote. Your bad deeds were coming out to the public and you had to scramble to save face. That's what narcissists do. If they see that the tides are turning against them, they will grasp everything and anything and throw it at it to make them look better. That's exactly what you did. That's exactly what they all do. It is disgusting, filthy, insidious, evil bullshit. And you know what? I, I, if this trial, I don't know how this trial is going to end. I really don't. But in my eyes, because I know what you are, I know what you are. I see you. I know what you are. You don't live with one for 21 years and not recognize it in somebody else. I know what you are. I know what you've done. Just so you know, you might eventually get back in, you know, the public's good graces. But for me personally, I know exactly who you are. I know exactly what you are. And I know exactly what you did. And to save face on, I don't know why he was talking about feces. Cause you shit in his bed, honey. Cause you're nutters. Because he wasn't going along with what you wanted. And that's another narcissistic trait. As long as you're towing the line, as long as you're following their narrative and you're towing the line, they are happy as a clam. But the second you pull away from their narrative, the second you put on the brakes and say, hey, whoa, what's happening here? Oh, yeah, you will be punished. And that was a punishment. You punished Johnny for going against you. He wasn't towing the line and you punished him for it. That's what narcissists do. I know. 
I've had it done to me a lot. Now, granted, there wasn't any feces in my bed because even though I don't agree with my ex, I don't particularly like him. I, he's not that disgusting. And I've forgiven my ex a long time ago. I forgave him the second I walked out the door. Why? Because forgiveness is for the person. It's for yourself. It's I don't want to hold on to hate. I don't want to hold on to anger. I don't want to hold on to any of that. Because that's going to take me down a peg. And I don't deserve that. I deserve to have a peaceful life for the rest of my life. And that's what I want. I chose God and I chose forgiveness. Does it make everything that he did to me take it away? No. And I understand there's something mentally wrong with people like that, but they're also very aware that there's something wrong with them. They just don't care. And they tend to show no emotion. That's another thing is like something traumatic happens to you and it rocks your world and you are absolutely hysterical and they look at you with a blank face. You knew this was going to happen. Get over it. Like, do you have any human compassion or empathy, apathy, anything? Is there anything inside there? Like, you just want to go, hello, McFly. You know, I just, I don't get it. But I will say that what I, I, I don't know Johnny Temp personally, <laughs> um, never will. But I know that no matter how, no matter if somebody has an addiction or not, whether they kick their addiction or not, and apparently he has, and oh, so proud of him. That's wonderful for him. But doing drugs and drinking doesn't make you violent. Being a violent person makes you violent. And he's so peaceful and so relaxed and so zen. And I don't know, in my head, I keep calling him the king of gypsies. I don't know why, but that's what I feel like he is. And I would love if they had a doctor or a forensic doctor or something like that come on and actually show pictures of people's faces that when you have tons of rings on your hand and somebody punches you, I, I want to see the pictures of what happens when there's rings on somebody's hands. Because these slight little discolorations. No, honey, when somebody has tons of rings on their on their fists, on their fingers, and they start wailing on you, you are ripped to shreds. You will have permanent scars on your face, on the back of your head, on the side of your wherever. Your little, like, shadowing, you know. The dude doesn't take off his rings. That's not what happens. I just, I find it funny that, you know, you're all into details because narcissists love their details, yet you forget that one. Or maybe you just didn't want to go all in when you're trying to fake this shit and make little cuts on your face because you didn't want to, you know, mess up that pretty face at all, really. And, you know, the side of your head, there's the breeze on my temple. No, dear sweetheart, that was a zit. <laughs> uh, cracks me the fuck up. Um, yeah, I just, I, I had to say something because I lived with a narcissist for way more years than, than Johnny did. I know exactly the tells, what they do, how they say it. And when she keeps rolling her head her eyes up into her head. It's them trying to recall what they feel the event was. 
It's not them searching for it through the trauma. No, it's them trying to work out the events in their head to make it look like they were the good one. And her, like, if something horrific happened to me, I don't say, um, uh, like, uh, well, he, uh, uh, you're boom, 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 boom with those facts because that shit doesn't leave you. At least what you remember of the shit doesn't leave you. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to, um, uh, 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 through it. It flows right out of you. And if I have to see her fake cry one more goddamn time, I swear to God, go to acting school, sweetheart. An A-list actor can cry on cue. You can't even get out of fucking tear. Dude. No. I just thought I'd put my two cents in because I've been a victim of the bait and switch. I've been a victim of all that. I, I know what it feels like. I know how confusing and upsetting and just soul crushing it is because it, it, no matter how hard you fight it, it seems like the more you fight it, the more you're proven to yourself that you're proven to everybody else that you're crazy. Even though it's the one that's the nut job that's doing all this, it's the one that's crazy. It's just, it's a nightmare. It really is a nightmare. And I, I really truly feel, feel my, my, my heart just goes out to him because I've been there. And it, it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. It's horrible. And my heart goes out to his kids too. I hope they heal from this also. They seem like sweet, wonderful kids. And they didn't deserve this. They don't deserve their dad's name dragged through the mud just because she's a narcissist little fucktard. It's horrible. Well, thank you for jumping down this narcissistic rabbit hole with me. And I will see you again soon. This has been Jessica. Bye-bye.